You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. It's a privilege to be here. It's an honor to be here, and I'm absolutely excited. Now, I've planned something uh, for y'all in line with the theme that you are going through, which is the book of Romans. And um, I've heard Pastor Jackson say, uh, we are only just really scrapping the surface. We're not even getting that deep. And he is absolutely right. Uh, the book of Romans is one of those books that have theologians scratching their heads and turning around and standing straight up and standing on their heads and coming back right up and not sure what to do with it. But if you simplify it to what Paul is really trying to say, is that everything is going to point back to Jesus Christ. And that's the basis of what you want to get uh, in the end. So, because I want to be cool, right? Y'all are cool people. Uh, Do you still use the word cool, by the way? Ah, my generation, cool was the word. You know, you want to be cool. So, because I want to be cool, um, every part of your the series has an un word on it, right? Un- unmerited favor, I think, is what you did with Pastor Kent. And then you did unfair question mark. And I'm like, man, I got to come up with an un word. So my word is going to be underneath, okay? Underneath. So I was like, I got to figure out an under word. So we're going to talk about some stuff that's happening or that needs to be happening underneath. And we're going to go from Romans chapter 12 all the way to 16. And we're going to create somewhat of a summation of those particular chapters. And um, I prepared something, but I've also not prepared other things because I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to lead me and guide me as we go. Is that good? Okay. So that's the beauty of doing it. That's why this is the best day of the week because I can do it that way because there ain't no cameras, you know. So you can't tell Pastor Josh what I did or didn't do. There's no evidence. Guys, it's only going to be audio. (laughs) So that's going to be beautiful. So um, let's go to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 1 and 2. Now when you read Romans chapter 12 onwards, one of the first words that you're going to see, you can put it out for me there, Kaysen. One of the first words that you're going to see is either going to say, I beseech thee, brethren, Um, therefore, or it's actually going to start with the word therefore. So anytime you see the word therefore in scripture, you need to go back and read what happened before it so that you understand why the word therefore and what what it is there for. Okay? So you've already gone behind. Pastor Jackson, Pastor Kent have done an excellent job of showing you what has happened before we get to Therefore, so now we're let, he's landing the plane. Paul is about to land the plane when he begins in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, What is good, acceptable, and perfect. Let's pray. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus. You have a plan and a purpose tonight, and I pray that we will find it and that we would rest on it. And I pray, God, that tonight you would change some hearts, inspire some hearts, and that you would set somebody on a trajectory to where their life is going to be set on a path that you have called them to. I thank you that sometimes when we gather in this manner, it seems so inconsequential, like nothing really deep is happening. But in the midst of this, God, you plant seeds. And you begin to work something out. And you begin to work something in us. And so I pray that as we go from here, from the word that we're going to hear tonight, that you will plant a seed in a seed that will last. That one day, when these students... 40 and 50 and 60, they will remember this word and it would not leave them. 
that you're going to plant a seed tonight, and that seed would grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I told you I planned what I want to do, and I'm leaving room for the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this out first. I'm going to go on a limb here. Okay, where are my missions, people? All right, Tegan, come up here. Come up here. Where's the other missions, people? I need more. Okay, Olivia, come up here. Ella, come up here. Okay. All right. Okay. I need you here. No, not you. Ella. I need you behind Ella. Okay. All right. Great. Can somebody help push this to the side for me? Okay. So this is the part that is unpracticed. So I don't know how it's going to work out. But I think it's going to be good. Okay. So just bear with me. All right. I beseech thee, brethren, in view of God's mercy, that you would offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable worship. Your bodies. I beseech thee, brethren, that you would offer your what? Okay. That you would offer your bodies as a what? A living sacrifice sacrifice. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Um, Kason, go to the Thessalonians scripture. This is, this is why it's fun to do it in students. I can do this. I can go away from my notes. All right, so Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He introduces three concepts. Spirit, soul, and... Okay. So, Ella here is who we're going to talk about. This is Ella's story. You guys have watched Inside Out? Okay. So we're kind of going to go inside to see what's happening outside. Okay. What's the, sub what's the topic of this message? Underneath. Okay. So we're kind of going to go underneath a little bit to get some things so that we can understand. This here is the body. This is, this is Ella's body right here. All right? This here is Ella's body. This here is Ella. But this is Ella's mind. Mind. Okay? Or soul. This is Ella's soul. And this right here is Ella's spirit. Are we together? Okay. What is what? We're going to get there. I can't preempt the movie. I told you I'm working this thing out as I go. This is the fun part. You know, I'm working it out as I go in my mind. It's, it's exciting for me. Okay. This is what? Body. You guys are so good. The reason I chose these people is I can push them around because I've pushed them around before. So, okay. Everything that you express, everything that I expressed, where is it expressed? Where do you see me using my hands? It's coming out of my body. Okay. So when I do something good, it is expressed out of my When I do something not so good, it is expressed out of my so what everyone here is seeing is, okay, we don't see the soul. We don't see the spirit. I beseech thee, brethren, in view of God's mercies, that you would offer your body as a living sacrifice. 
Okay? Now, before Ella came to know Jesus Christ, can you like scooch or kneel down or sit? Perfect. Before Ella came to know Jesus Christ, her spirit was not alive to God. So that means everything that she did came from the influence of because the body has its own desires. The body receives its own messages that it translates to the soul. The soul is made up of your mind or your thoughts your intellect, and your will. Okay? Your thoughts, your intellect, and your will make up your soul. The Bible says you are a slave to sin. You've done this, right, in Romans. I heard the, I heard the, the messages, so I know you've talked about this a little bit. You're either a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. And Paul writes, and he actually says, so that you do not do what you want. So that means something is influencing your actions. Something is influencing what you are doing. So right now, in Ella's situation, she's being influenced by the body. Where does the body get its information? From the world. And John writes that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. So the world is sending messages to this guy here for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So when Ella makes the decisions from her will, whatever the thing that she knows, whatever thing that she's going to express is going to come from the body. See? I can do that to him. His mama said I could. All right? Are you following me so far? Are you with me? Okay. So then Ella, here's a message about the love of Jesus. Jesus loves you, by the way. Do you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior? Okay. And then the spirit becomes alive. You can get up. So now the spirit is alive. That's Ella's spirit is now alive. But the spirit also gets information. All right. Where does that information come from? Wow. You guys were hesitant with that one. Where... <laughs> Does the Spirit get this information? Okay. All right. Let's straighten this out nice and neatly. The Bible says the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So the information that she gets, sorry, the Spirit gets, comes from the Lord. Remember, she accepted Jesus, and that's how the Spirit becomes alive. Because Paul writes, and he says, you were dead in your transgression, and you were set on a path of wrath to experience the wrath of God. But now you've been made alive in Christ Jesus. And so for this to be alive has to be connected to the Lord. That's why Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branch. Apart from me, you can do, yeah, you guys know your scriptures, that's great. So she's connected to the Lord. Okay, now, stealing a little bit off the previous chapters you've heard, now we're in Romans chapter 7. Ella wants to listen to the Spirit. But when she got born again, what happened to this guy? Did he really? If this guy's dead, she dead too. <laughs> she ain't around. 
right? If the body is dead, that means she ain't around. The body does not die. No, it's not. It's not. This is why I'm doing this illustration, hopefully so that we can be on the same page. Do y'all still want pizza? Is that coming from the body or is it coming from the spirit? Okay, I'll make it easier. Do y'all still get tempted? Okay, is that coming from the spirit or is it coming from the body? So your body is what? Alive, right? It's not dead. It's not gone. It's alive. We together? Okay. Thank you. Pastor Jackson said it's a teaser, so you have to go study these things. Okay, so the body's alive. But now the body has something that is contrary to it, which is the spirit that is alive. So the spirit is telling Ella, read your Bible. And the body is telling Ella, man, we're tired. You sleep. Sleep's important. Besides, that stuff is boring. It's not exciting. Now, Ella has to make a decision where she is going to receive the information from. But everything she does, whether it's coming from the spirit or from the body, is all expressed in the body. Are you with me? Like when you lift up your hands to worship, right? You lift up your hands to worship the Lord. You say amen, praise the Lord. Those are the same hands that you can use to do sinful acts. Same mouth that you use to speak words of blessing to the Lord. They're the same mouth and the same words that you can use to curse somebody. It's all being expressed in the body. How much time do I have, Lord Jesus, help me. Okay, because this is going to take a minute. Okay. I've been given permission to go over by the body here. So. <laughs> okay. So there's influence that is happening here. Tell her. From the body and the spirit. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, he says, Whenever I want to do good, evil is right there with me. So there is this battle that is going on inside Ella. And he goes on in Romans chapter, chapter 8. Before he does that, he says, how will I be freed from this battle? Who will free me from this place and this battle? He says, thanks be to God for his son, Jesus Christ. Because this is your opportunity to win when your spirit is aligned. But in order for your spirit to have enough influence over you, your soul, your will, your intellect, and your emotions, Ella has to listen to the spirit. In order for the spirit to have voice, you've got to pay attention to your spirit by giving the spirit what the spirit needs. This is your spirit. And what your spirit needs is to be yielded and to stay in the presence of the Lord and to grow in the things of God, to read your Bible, to pray, all the good things, to fellowship with other believers, everything. The more Ella does this, the more power she's giving to the Spirit to have influence over her. And then the more she's expressing that through the body. The more power she gives to the body and she allows the body to hear all sorts of stuff and watch all sorts of things that you shouldn't watch, listen to all sorts of things that you shouldn't listen, associate with people that you shouldn't associate with, go into places that you shouldn't go with, this becomes stronger and has more influence on the soul. And it's further expressed in the body. So just because the spirit is not alive, the body is not dead. So then Paul says... I beseech you, brethren, in view of God's mercies, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. Why does it become a sacrifice? Because you're stopping yourself from doing the things that the body is wanting you to do. 
So you're sacrificing the desires that are coming from the, from the body so that you can express what your spirit is saying. This is the battle that you and I face. If you don't sacrifice. So this is an act and it's action. Ah, there's the point right there. Throw it out for me. Living sacrifice is both an act and action. It is an act when she first allowed her spirit to rise up. It is action because it is continual. You don't just get saved and then you just hum a sweet song down the stream and everything's hunky-dory and cool. What you got to do is to strengthen the spirit man so that there's bigger influence on the soul and that is then what is expressed in the body. So it was an act, but it is action. So I beseech thee, brethren, in view of God's mercy, that you would offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. And the only way it can be holy and pleasing unto God is if it comes from the Spirit, which the Bible says the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Okay. Put up that point so I can read it. I'm not, not even looking at my notes. We must engage our spirit by continually seeking and connecting to God if we are to overcome the flesh. That's how you're a living sacrifice. Does that make sense? Okay. So Tegan isn't here for free. She has a job. Okay. Anybody familiar with downloading stuff ever downloaded anything I don't know if that's old school now do people still download things I don't know I do so I don't know technology is like always changing I feel like I'm still in the third age of technology I'm going to divide this for you a little bit more conscious subconscious Conscious and subconscious. Are you, take, are you guys taking notes? This is good stuff. It's not going to happen again. I don't think I'm going to do this again. <laughs> okay. So conscious and subconscious. If you engage so much in the flesh, there are things that are being downloaded to the subconscious. That's why somebody who, oh, I don't know what examples I can use here. We use liquor. Is that okay? You guys know what liquor is? Alcohol? Okay. Don't do alcohol. Don't, don't do drugs. Okay. All right. Somebody's doing drugs. Let's say Ella's doing drugs. Ella's really not doing drugs. For the record, whoever's listening to this, Ella's really not doing drugs. Let's say Ella's doing drugs. That influence came from the? Okay. Now Ella has allowed her spirit to be alive in Christ Jesus. Now Ella has overcome this drug thing. But stuff was downloaded and it came to the? So one day, Ella's walking down the street, and she sees that drug dealer who used to hook her up with the good stuff. So what's happening with Ella now? Ella's going to go, whoa, something's just awakening me. I feel like I might just fall. I feel like I might just make a bad decision. The reason she's struggling with this is because this was downloaded to the subconscious. And so the subconscious is now sending messages to Ella and saying, hey, this is what we used to do. This is the habits that we planted in our own lives, and that's what we were doing. We, we used to come here, and this is how it made us feel. Because we love our feelings, right? We love our feelings. Whenever I got that hit, I felt good. So 
hit me again. Okay? Because the subconscious has not forgotten those feelings that were downloaded by the body. You following me? So that means, what do you do when you're trying to do something with the program that's running behind your hard drive or your system? You got to clear it out. You got two options. Either you delete the whole thing, throw the computer away and buy another one. But the thing is we cannot buy another Ella. We only have one. So what we need to do is to erase the data that is over here with the data that comes from there. Go back to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And he says, this, how does this version say it? No, 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 before that, before that. Your spiritual worship. This is your spiritual worship. Other versions say this is your reasonable service. Your spiritual worship or your reasonable service. Because wherever Ella goes, all of this is going with her. There's no separation of the spirit going in one place and the body in, in another. She goes everywhere with it. So we have to understand that when we put our places in a position of worshiping God, we're saying everything I do and everywhere I go, I want to express this in my body. That's service. So when you're in school, when you're in college, when you're, when you're going with, to deal with your parents, your extended family, when you're on vacation, what you're wanting to do is to allow the spirit to express itself from the body this is spiritual worship. We must move away from thinking and seeing spiritual worship is only when I come to church and I lift up my hands when the song is playing. Because even the, what Pastor Jackson said, which is true, sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I didn't sleep well last night. And while the song is going, I'm tired. I'm thinking about beans and tacos. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. I love you, Lord. I lift my hand. I wonder if she's going to call me back. It's been a minute since she's called me back. How's that going to work out? Oh, 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 oh. I love you, Jesus. Uh, how are the Cowboys going to do this afternoon? Man, how's my fantasy league going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then we think that that's just worship? Okay. What about this one, right? I'm worshiping it. <laughs> Jesus. I got tears coming down my eyes. Okay? I got tears coming down my eyes. This song, woohoo, just does something. And then we all look and we go, oh, my gosh. Ella's spiritual, man. Did you see what happened? When our song was playing, she was down on her knees. She looked the part. Everything that Ella does that we see is expressed out of the? So what we're judging is what we're seeing here. We have no idea what's happening here and here. So after Ella gets up, or she, she's cried and wept. Wiped off all the makeup. We think, oh, my God. Girl got it down. She goes out there. She's going to call her dealer on Monday. Was that worship? See what I'm saying? Worship goes beyond lifting up our hands and worshiping the Lord in church because the song is great. It's part and parcel of it. But it is reasonable service or reasonable work. Which is why when you then read Romans chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, he's telling you how to express worship. That you need to subject yourself to the leadership of the place. But we argue politically about who's great and who's not. But God is telling us that we subject ourselves to the leadership that is in office because God put them there. The Bible is telling us to mourn with those who mourn. That's what the Bible is telling us to do. The Bible is telling us to rejoice and celebrate with those who rejoice. He's giving us the keys to conduct how we ought to look in the body 
when we're allowing the spirit to have influence. So the look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is not what I look like during the song. But it's what I look like every day of my life. That's reasonable worship. That's kingship expressed. We're together? Sorry, Kason. As you can see, I'm not following my own notes. I'm just seeing them as you bring them up. Okay, that was a point in there. Point number two, I think it was. Okay. Romans chapter 15, verse 18, Paul says, Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I worked among them. The way I worked among them. The deeds, the things that I did. The things that they saw being expressed in the... Are you with me? What are your works? What are your deeds? In whatever place that God has set you to minister, what do people see? So now here's the issue. If Ella tries to express the things of the Spirit through this, because we can do that. I'm going to show you that which is good and cool. So I'm going to look at the part. But I'm getting my strength from the body. I'm just going to look at the part. Then everything is going to fall apart and does not bring about righteousness. So what I'm teaching you is not, hey, just look at the part. Just don't do stuff that's bad, and do stuff that's good, and you'll be cool. No. No. The only way that you can really express that which is true is if you invest in this. Then the rest is inevitable. Jesus says, come to me, and I will make you fishers of men. Right? Your job is to what? Come. The job is not to be a fisher of men. That is inevitable. He makes you a fisher of men. He makes you righteous. So you cannot try righteousness by relying on the flesh. Are you guys doing okay? Okay, go to that point. We must open our understanding to recognize that the expression of our lives preaches the world, preaches the world, preaches to the world what or who we worship. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Okay. All right. I preempted this point. So now we know living sacrifice. And we know what reasonable worship is. Are you getting tired? Okay, just making sure. Okay, good. The spirit is strong. So, Ella has spent most of her life getting information from here. But now she has to start getting information from her spirit. She wants to be alive and do things as the spirit was wanting her to do. And the Bible says in verse 2, Romans chapter 12. That you must be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The renewal of your mind. Okay? Now, we said this is the soul, right? What does the soul consist of? Mind, the will, intellect, emotions. That's all here. So that means there's a renewal that needs to happen. Okay? The renewal needs to happen in two places. Subconscious and the conscious. You need to come to a place where the next thing that you do, if it's, if it's from the spirit, is you have godly responses to the things that are happening in your life. 
That's when the subconscious has grabbed a hold of this message. Who renews your mind? Does Ella? Okay. Why? She doesn't have good information. She cannot renew her own mind. I cannot renew my own mind. How does the scripture read? Sorry, Kason, go back. Romans chapter 12. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That means it's God that's wanting to write a new story for Ella. And that's good news for you and I. Your job is the simplest job ever. But do you know why it feels complicated? Because you've listened to this guy for too long. Your job is to submit, to yield. But man, yield. <laughs> How do I yield? How do I do that? It's tough. But the Bible says his commands are not burdensome. But it's hard. It's only hard if you continue to listen to the influence here. How can you who have been saved continue in sin? Right? You have been saved. But how can you continue in sin? And you go, oh my God, it's hard because I still have these desires. I still have these wants that I want that are not great. When you think that way, you are not yielding. To yield to the renewal of your mind is to lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Which means that I'm going to say to myself, man, I can't do this thing. But I'm also going to rest in the fact that I know that my God is all powerful. He's all sufficient. He has the ability to change me, transform me, mold me, and make me into what he, does, he desires. So my job is to yield. Every day you should wake up thinking, man, I'm going to express something about God today. I don't know how, I don't know where, but it's going to happen. Why? Because I'm yielded. It's not about me, it's about him. Man, good things are going to happen today. Why? Because his messages are new every morning, so I'm yielded. I'm yielded. Something good is going to happen. Something great is going to happen. I'm going to know how to express myself to my friends. I'm going to know how to express the Lord to somebody else. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. But if you're thinking, it's hard. This holy living stuff is hard. Because I got emotions. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. If Ella continually thinks of herself in this way, it is going to be difficult to live out holiness. Go to the next scripture. I think it's the third point. Okay, stop. Stop. All right, I'm going to have to wrap this thing up in 7 minutes and 51 seconds. Okay, Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 to 2. All the joys of those who do not follow in the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. There is your answer. How do I renew my mind? Well, stop listening to the wicked. Here's the thing. If you're alive here, you know what wicked is. You don't have to, I don't have to sit down and get a, you guys know what a typewriter is, right? Okay, that's old school. Get a typewriter and start writing down all the wicked things that you shouldn't do. Because even if I did that, even if it was listed from A to Z, all the things that are bad, the flesh would still miss it. So you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in order for you to live out righteously. And what you got to do is yield and stop listening to mockers. Stop placing yourself in where you take a stand on the things that have nothing to do with God. Boycotting Chick-fil-A does not follow that it is spiritual. Boycotting Target does not follow that it is spiritual. Do you understand? You're not any more holy 
because I boycotted Chick-fil-A. I took a stand against wickedness. I ain't trying to mess with your chicken here. So I know y'all love your chicken. What I'm trying to tell you is to express the holiness of God comes not from the things that the flesh teaches you. You guys did Colossians, right? You did Colossians, right? I'm going to throw a big one there. I heard every other speaker talk about big. This one's big. This one's big. I'm going to throw a big one there. And Colossians says, why do you subject yourself again to the things of the flesh? Do not touch. Do not taste. Because these, they seem to have a sense of holiness in them. But they do nothing in stopping the influence of the flesh. So when you put these rules, don't go to Chick-fil-A. Don't go to Target. Don't do that. No, 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 no. That's not working. Now, if your spirit tells you don't go to Target, that's a different thing. If your spirit tells you don't go to Chick-fil-A, that's a totally different thing. But if you take a stand because you watched a YouTube video that said, I ain't boycotting Chick-fil-A, and you're like, okay, me too. You're still trying to live out righteousness out of the body. Do you understand? A spiritual man is not subject to any man's judgment, but he makes judgment of all things. That's what the Bible teaches. When you're spiritual, you make judgment. And you're not subject to another man's judgment. Because then that's what happens, right? When you go into Chick-fil-A, you know what they stand for? What are you doing that for? Well, what if somebody needs Jesus in Chick-fil-A? You're saying I should stay away? How are they going to get holiness when I know I can do holiness by myself? I need the same Jesus. So I'm going to Chick-fil-A to preach to somebody or target to preach to somebody. So how do you not know? That's what I'm doing. Again, I'm just trying to look righteous out of the body. Follow the Holy Spirit. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who follow not after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So you follow the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says, hey, we're going to Chick-fil-A today. Guess what, man? You're going to Chick-fil-A. Holy Spirit says, hey, we're going to the capital today. We're going to the capital today. Holy Spirit says, target. That's where it is, baby. Holy Spirit says, Walmart, come on. I'm there. And people would judge and call and say, oh, if you, you know, they even said that of Jesus, right? When the prostitute comes and starts weeping on his feet, and the guy says, if this man was a prophet, he would now, such a woman who's touching him. Right? So they judge. But again, Romans chapter 14, who are you to judge the servant of another? The Lord will make that servant stand or fall. Here's the point. Let's write the next one, Kason. Our mind is renewed when we change our counsel. The things we choose to take a stand for or who or what we join ourselves with. That's when our minds begin to grow. You change your influence. So that you continually have information come into the conscious and the subconscious. That then when you express yourself from here, it's direct information that's coming from your spirit who is connected to the Lord. Last point, got two minutes and 32 seconds. Test and grow, right? Bring back the scripture, sorry. Romans chapter 12. Is this fun, Kason? It's fun, right? Great, okay. It says in verse 2, be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God? What is good, acceptable, and perfect? By what? Testing. By what? Testing. By what? Testing. By what? Testing. Okay, go to the next scripture after that. Should be Hebrews. Okay, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use... Somebody say constant use. 
who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Constant use. You're not going to learn anything about righteousness until you do something about it. The Bible says, if you obey my commands and my teachings, then you know truth. You just don't know truth because you have a cognitive ability to comprehend truth. For example, if people are giving out money at the state fair, I know that. How does it affect me if I don't go there? So just knowing it, there's nothing for me. I have to walk and practice in truth. But how do I do that? Because remember, all her life, she has that influence from the... Okay? But then now she's trying to listen to the Spirit. Sometimes it's not easy to know, is this coming from the... Or from the... The only way you got to know is to test it out. Word comes to Ella. Ella. Yeah. Go pray for Johnny. He's struggling with lifting weights. <laughs> He's getting too buff for his own good. Okay, was that from the body or from the spirit? Was it? Was it? There you go. Somebody caught it. The only way Ella's going to know is she has courage... Goes to Johnny and say, hey, I got to pray for you. I just feel like I got to pray for you, but you're getting too buff. <laughs> it doesn't matter what Johnny does at this point. Do you realize that? It doesn't matter. Because God tells Ezekiel, hey, listen, if, if, if you go and you tell somebody and they decide that they don't want nothing to do with this, you're being released from your responsibility. If they decide that they're going to listen, then hey. But if you don't go, it's on you. The only way you're going to know is to. And as you continue to do this, you move to maturity. You now are able to distinguish between flesh and spirit. But if Ella hears this word and decides, this is dumb and stupid, I ain't doing nothing. She's never going to grow. You're never going to grow. So you got to have courage to grow to maturity. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, students? If you want to grow in the things of God, you've got to have courage to test it out. Now, some things are obvious. Ella, go grab a beer. Things that allow you to grow seem like they're not straight and narrow. You got to have courage to go. Church, sometimes God will tell you stop. Don't always wait for God to just tell you go. Sometimes he'll tell you stop. Get up in the morning and say, hey, Friday, we're going to go pray for the homeless. As long as that door is opening, we go, we pray for the homeless because that's never a bad thing. It's coming from the Spirit. But if that day God decides, mm, going to pray for the homeless is not what I want, God will stop it. Just like what happened to Paul. He says the door was not opened for us to go to that particular place. But in his heart, he was desiring to go. He was desiring to test it out. Constantly practicing you grow, and soon enough, the influence of the flesh begins to diminish. But if you do not do the things of God constantly, if you do not listen to your spirit constantly, you will not grow. No one learns until they do it. Somebody said to me, but what if I fail? 
I remember the very first time that God spoke to my heart and said, hey, I want you to go preach a message. I want you to minister. It was in my young adults group back at my church in Zimbabwe. It was a young man at 19 years old. And the speaker of the day was not able to make it. So we didn't have a speaker that night. The Lord pressed it on my heart so deeply. My belly burned. The passion and desire to do this. But I counted myself out. Because I'd never done it before. I was not able. Even though I felt so deeply the impression that God had put on my heart. And I moved away and I didn't take it up. Because I was afraid to fail. And I remember that we ended up just singing songs and just worshiping. Which still, God is still exalted. But I remember afterwards the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And telling me never to be afraid to fail. Because, next point, both failure and success are good teachers. You just have to decide what you're going to learn. Failing in the Lord is one of the most beautiful things that can happen. Because when you fail, you learn. Because in my example, she goes and she tells Johnny, her delivery is going to be weird. That might be why Johnny runs away. But if she continually does it, She's going to learn how to deliver the message in such a way that it is accepted. She failed forward. Failure is a good teacher. Just learn. That's what, what failure is there for. So that you can learn. So now the summation of the scripture. So now you can go for it. Case the next one. Romans, show your faith. Chapter 12. Show your faith. By showing the influence of the Spirit. Next one. Chapter 13. Love with your faith. Because now you know that you're living from the inside out. You're living from what's underneath. Next one. Chapter 14. Bear with others through your faith. Chapter 15. Be a person known as a person of faith. The only way you're going to live out the rest of the book of Romans is if you get this right. Lastly, there is an enemy, a real enemy, a real devil out there. That's why Paul then finishes off by writing this. Romans chapter 16 verse 19. Everyone has heard about your obedience, Ella. Everyone has heard about all these great things you're doing. So I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Man, better to fall off the trends and know what the latest evil fad is and you have no clue what's going on than to be thought of as, man, you're up with the times and you are a contemporary kind of person. You are so cool because you're up with things that are happening. Better to be innocent of that and to be wise about the things that are spiritual. That's what Paul is writing the book of Romans for. Let's pray. I want to pray for ministries. If we have altar ministers, do we have altar ministers? If you can come to the front. I want to pray for ministries today. Because the very thing that God wants out of you are the ministries that are birthed on the inside of you. Guys, you can go sit down if you need to. Thank you. Give them a hand for me. I know your eyes are closed. Give them a hand. The very thing that God is fighting for you is the ministry that is put on the inside of you. The Bible says the gift and the call of God is without repentance. That means there's a gift and there is a call. That's why Paul even writes in Romans chapter 12 and he talks about the different gifts that are there and he says according to the measure of faith that you've been given you should prophesy, you should teach, you should administer. All the different gifts. Because something's on the inside of you and that is what he's jealous for. So I want to call out ministries. Okay, every head bowed. Be in a moment with God. I'm not here to entertain. I'm here to guide you because I have nothing for you. Absolutely nothing. But the one who does is here and he's present and wants to minister that to you.
If you know that you've been struggling with the things of the flesh, we're not here to count them out to know what it is. It could be you're drinking too much coffee. Okay? So there you go. you got an out. So you're not going to look bad by standing up for this altar call. But it could be whatever it is that's keeping you from hearing the Spirit. You place yourself in a position where the more habits that you have are fleshly rather than spiritual. Just get up and come to the front. Don't even think about it. Just get up and come to the front. Just get up. Come on. Get up. Get up. Come to the front. Have somebody pray with you. Get up. Get up. Don't think about it. Just get up. There's nothing evil or wrong about getting up and coming to pray and fighting for your life. You don't have to think about this one. Fight. This is how you fight. You tell your flesh, okay, we're going to go up. We're going to pray. We're going to get this thing taken care of because I got to move to the next chapter of my life. I got to begin to express the living Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I got to take care of business. Take care of business. Get up. Don't, don't even think. Don't even start trying to think, yeah, that's cool. Just get up. Say, I need prayer. If we're going to form groups of people praying here, so be it. Because today we lay aside the influence of the enemy on our lives and we say we push ourselves towards God. We push ourselves towards truth. We push ourselves towards holiness. Get up. Get up. Don't sleep. Wake up, oh sleeper, and let Christ rise and shine on you. Wake up, oh sleeper. Fight for the ministry on the inside of you. Fight for what God wants to do inside of you. Fight. If you have to hug it out with somebody, you hug it out with somebody because you're fighting for your life. You're fighting for the good work that God wants to do in your life. That's your job. That's your job tonight. That's the responsibility tonight. Father, I thank you that you're a merciful God. I thank you, God, that you have a desire for souls. I thank you that you have a desire for souls to influence the souls of men that they would express your holiness and your truth that when you say be ye perfect even as your holy father is perfect your heavenly father is perfect you're saying express me and that's your desire and tonight we fight for the young people that are in this house tonight for the ministries that are set forth in this house tonight they're evangelists in here they're pastors in here they're teachers of the word in here they're prophets in here they're apostles in here there are administrators in here. There are business people in here. And tonight we fight in the name of Jesus. That they will remain strong, Father. That their path is so set that the enemy has no say. We rebuke the enemy from the seed that is sown. That the harvest is true and will be seen. I thank you in the name of Jesus that revival breaks up with the young people that are in this house tonight. I thank you, Father, that you will build for yourself a tower that stretches forth to the nations to see that there are people that are set apart, consecrated, a remnant that you have kept for yourself in the midst of a society that is breaking down. You've kept for yourself these young people. That there would be a beacon of light, a place in which the fire of the Holy Spirit is housed. I thank you. Somebody needs to come up tonight. There's somebody that's holding back and God is saying, I'm trying to fight for you. You better get up don't think about it you better get up don't think about it this is about your life hey nobody over here trying to do you bad that's the lie of the enemy God is calling you out to a higher level and he's saying I want to take you there in Jesus name in Jesus name Jesus you have something for somebody tonight and I pray that it is handed over to them I rebuke the work of the enemy in this house tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, have your way. Build up, Lord. Prepare the way. For high the Lord sits on his high and holy place. 
Oh, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Mighty God, enter into this place. In Jesus' name.